Your hosts are here, Sammy and Michelle. By the end of this podcast, you'll know them well. Adulting, navigating the journey of life. Careers to relationships, pain and strife. Put down the rule book. Rethink the status quo. If there's another direction you want to go, find purpose, passion and mastery in all that you do with Status Post Adulting. Hey, Status Post Adulting fam, and welcome to the third official episode of Status Post Adulting. This is Sammy and Michelle, and we're going to be talking about the five love languages. But before we get into things, let's check in on my lovely sister. How are you, Michelle? I'm good, though I have been starting to get comfortable in my new role as IT for the household. I'm really glad you're here because I was getting really (laughs) sick of trying to help my parents, especially since I'm definitely not the most tech-savvy person. Yeah, Sammy's also not tech-savvy. Neither am I. I'm like in sales, like, (laughs) but I guess that puts me as most tech-savvy in the family. This week, I had to help my dad. He had issues because he has a second Facebook that he can't get into. So long story short, we had to reset the password to his Facebook so we could log out of the Facebook to get into the new one. Reset the new Facebook. Then he goes, oh, that's not the one. (laughs) I'm like, what do you mean it's not the one? This is the one that pulled up with your phone number. He has three Facebooks. He's lost his Facebook password three times. <laughs> and that one, the oldest one, we can't even get into because we have don't have the password to the email. It's connected to a phone number and my mom's like work from like 15 years ago. <laughs> and then this weekend, I was helping my mom with the Zoom call. Um, She was Zooming with like 20 plus women from her nursing school. Yeah, I used to be in charge of helping her with this task. There's like 20 Indian women who are very boisterous trying to get on a zoom call and you literally just see all their kids trying to help them log in it's hilarious yeah it's super cute she's like taking my laptop and uh, my dad had gotten crabs the day before which is a drama in itself and live <laughs> sea animals <laughs> not pubic lice <laughs> my dad got the crustacean crabs which she was not happy about the day before. Now she's like showing them. She takes my laptop and at first she tries to just like bend it forward so that they can see the live (laughs) crab in the like pan thing, whatever it is that my parents have. She's like, oh, like, uh, let me grab the tongs. So she's like (laughs) balancing my laptop in one hand and she's like looking for tongs and then she can't find them. But then she looks and she's like, oh, I think they might be dead. And she kind of like taps the pan a couple of times and she's like, I think they're dead. I'm just gonna grab it. And I'm like, don't don't just stick your hand in there. (laughs) And then she does, she goes and she grabs one and then I take my laptop and just try to like focus it so that she can show these 20 women, half of whom are paying attention, half of whom aren't. And she's like, look at the crab guy. <laughs> and so yeah, that was that was the excitement that I had this weekend. <laughs> it's always eventful when her nursing class gets back together. That all being said, this week we are talking about a topic that we love. If you know us, we've probably asked you about this. We probably had a conversation around it. It is the five love languages, which come from the book by Gary Chapman, The Five Love Languages. Yeah, Michelle, I love this book. And it's not just me. This book was written in 1992 and it's sold over 12 million copies. And it's been on the bestseller list for over a decade. 
Exactly. Sammy and I wanted to talk about the five love languages today because it's a great and simple tool to help build meaningful relationships. So after working with married couples specifically for over 30 years, Gary Chapman pulled out that there are five ways that we give and receive love. Hence the five love languages. Yeah. And the five love languages are broken down into gifts, words of affirmation, quality time, acts of service, and touch. So one thing that Gary Chapman breaks down is that we essentially love in two stages. One is the sort of obsessive love, like when you meet somebody and it clicks and you have all these tingles and everything is just so effortless, like it comes naturally. And he highlights that this is specifically a lot of times when people get married or move in together in terms of obviously romantic love. So stage two is maybe when that dopamine high goes down and all of a sudden you're left with this person who maybe you still care about but now you have to put a little bit of work into it you want to make sure that you're showing and appreciating the person that you care about that you love them in a way that they appreciate and that might be different than how you actually show love yes when michelle and i were talking about this topic we thought about how there's so many different relationships in our lives romantic and otherwise we thought about how it's so important that we know how to show the people that we love that we care about them and how that grows our relationship with them and how that also grows them as a person yeah when uh, sammy and i learned about the five love languages a few years ago i remember at the time i was like this seems like a really sort of almost simple topic you have these five things that you can do and show someone you have love and they don't seem that you know there's no big Freudian logic behind it or something and over the years we've talked to different people we've talked to different couples I do it in my friendships I've started to really think about how my friends family significant others co-workers respond to different actions of love when I've been able to tweak it to what they like and when I've been able to express what I like I've had more fulfilling relationships because of it yeah exactly when you speak someone's love language you show them that you love them in a way that they understand it. So first and foremost, if you're wondering what your love language is, you can obviously continue listening to this podcast. We're about to go walk through each of them, but also there's actually a quiz. So if you just want a quiz to tell you, we'll link it to our show notes. You can Google the five love languages quiz by Gary Chapman and even just see what your results are. Totally recommend everybody doing it, getting your partner to do it. It's like a fun activity and it's so helpful to know about yourself and other people. Once you know what your love languages are or your partner or however you want to apply it, Gary Chapman actually outlined basically three steps, which is start with where you are, understand with this person that I'm engaging with, with you're thinking about yourself, how good I, am I at expressing this love language? Be active, not passive. A major point here is that we, we're kind of out of that stage where, you know, everything is just happening and it's connecting and we're, you know, so great at it. Love is an action verb. And so to get better at it, you have have to actively try to take initiative. And Gary Chapman says, the choice to love is the choice to take initiative. And then choose a strategy. We'll give some suggestions as we outline the different love languages and we'll highlight the ones that we ourselves resonate with. And our goal is to give a new perspective and new tools for strengthening your relationship. So Sammy, which one are we going to start with? We are starting with words of affirmation. And words of affirmation is actually in both of our top two love languages. Yeah, I think it's tied for first for me and it's like your second one. Exactly. By the way, Sammy, you look really nice today. Thank you. I fell for it again. <laughs> words of affirmation is exactly how it sounds. It includes compliments, praise, expressing gratitude, acknowledging someone, any verbal form of letting someone know that you care or appreciate them. 
Sammy, no surprise, it's top for both of us because words of affirmation is one of the most, is the most popular love language. So love languages in general are highly determined by how you were brought up. Yeah, definitely your past relationships a lot of times will define, or I guess maybe how comfortable you feel with certain things, how comfortable you feel showing and receiving love, and words of affirmation is no exception to that. Yes, like if you grew up in a house where people didn't really give words of affirmation to each other, then maybe you feel uncomfortable doing that to another person because it just seems out of character. Yeah, I mean, honestly, too, if you grew up in a household where you heard a lot of like negative criticism, you know, a lot of times, even just in general, the best parents are trying to help their kids develop and then mm-hmm. sometimes they lean a little bit more on the oh why did you do this why did you get that a minus instead of that a plus <laughs> whatever it might be i want to say that because sometimes words of affirmation seem so easy because it's like wow i can just compliment away with this person but for a lot of people because they maybe didn't receive that a lot in their life or maybe they just don't think about it that often it doesn't necessarily come as naturally to be able to show love in that way yes and i'm not surprised it's in our top two also because our parents are huge on words of affirmation Both our mom and dad are always complimenting us. It's why we have unnecessarily large egos. (laughs) We have a lot of confidence. We have a lot of confidence. Because our mom and dad said such great things. So, Sammy, if you recognize that your partner, coworker, you know, sister, brother, mother, whoever it is, um, that their love language is words of affirmation and you want to get better at it, what are some strategies to try? So glad you asked, Michelle. I actually like to keep a notes app of my friends. And for my friends who I know that words of affirmation is a big one for them, a lot of times I'll write down just all the good things about them. If they do something really thoughtful or if they do something that I'm like, wow, I just like really appreciated that they did that, I'll write that down on my notes app. And that really helps me remember all the great things about them at the top of my mind. So that when I want to compliment them, I have a really specific and really tailored compliment for them. That is a great habit to do. And Gary Chapman suggests something similar. As well as if you, let's say you feel a little bit weird about it, you know, maybe start practicing with someone like your parent and just after the end of a phone call, say, I love you. You don't have to expect anything back. You don't have to put yourself out there too much. You can hang up the phone as soon as you say it. <laughs> yeah, like just practice getting it out there. If compliments don't come naturally to you, just say it, get it out there, and then, you know, walk out of the room <laughs> if you need to. That's a great strategy, Michelle. So the next love language is gifts. And whose love language is gifts? Mine. It's like <laughs> it's it's one of these love languages that I'm almost embarrassed to say, but gifts is my top love language. Yeah, let, let's talk about it, Sammy. There's a little bit of a stigma with gifts as a love language. There's a major stigma with gifts. And I get it. Like when people hear gifts, they think, oh, this person just wants all material things and doesn't value time or, you know, anything like that. She just wants you to spend money, 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 money. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because I'm, I'm a minimalist. I have like 26 clothes. I don't want things. But what I like about gifts is it shows that somebody was thinking about me when I was not with them. And I find that like really thoughtful. And for me, when I found out your love language was gifts, Amy, it made my life so much easier. And I didn't have to do anything crazy. I would just maybe grab you a candy bar on my way home or if I saw something small that you like. Or honestly, sometimes I just give you my clothes. Because <laughs> I know Sammy's also somebody, if you give her something, eventually she'll get rid of it. <laughs> like not eventually, like probably pretty soon after. So it's not like I need to like ball out for you. But I know that if I grab something or if I just show that there's something that I was thinking about with you, you typically appreciate it. 
it. Yes, exactly. I remember one of my partners in the past, like we were about to go on a trip and they had literally just filled a Ziploc bag with things like Q-tips, like a disposable toothbrush, and then even Chap Aid, which is the generic Walgreens brand of chapstick, which I prefer to use. It's much better. And I just thought it was such a thoughtful gift. And so obviously a gift is something tangible that says, I love you, I care about you, I think about you. A gift is not something that you're giving to somebody to be forgiven. That's like a repentance that can start to create a negative connotation for a person. A gift is not something that you owe somebody. It's not something that you give expecting something in return. It's meant to be something that you give to just show that person that you care. And if gifts doesn't come naturally to you, you know, you might have the thought in your head, well, I don't spend on myself, so why does this person need this? Or, you know, I'm just throwing my money away. I think one way to look at it is an investment in the relationship. Like we said, these gifts are not necessarily anything expensive. They're just small items that show that you care. That is such a good point, Sammy. What are some ways to practice the love language of gift giving? So I think one key important thing is finding out what your partner or your person who you want to show love to what their interests are for example at my workplace we had secret santa which i love secret santa because it's just you know gifts galore and so i found out a lot of information about my secret santa and i knew that she liked running so i got her a foam roller and other gifts around running she thought this gift was so thoughtful she literally still thanks me to this day for that gift That's a good point too, Sammy. Gifts are, a lot of times, it shows that you know something about that person, that you appreciate something about them. It goes deeper than, I wanted you to have this. Yeah, Michelle, gifts are a great way of just saying to someone, I'm thinking about you, I see you, I like who you are, and I want to appreciate you. So true, Sammy. And on the flip side, one good thing too about knowing people's love languages is that if people don't value gifts, then you can save yourself the money (laughs) and don't feel compelled to do it. For example, gifts is low on my list. I think it's the same for our parents. They appreciate the things that we get them, but it's not really top of mind. And so for things like the holidays, birthdays, whatever it is, we sort of adjust what we do because I know that they'll value other things more than all of us feeling obligated to give gifts when it's not that meaningful for us. On to our next language, which is Michelle's top love language. It is touch. I just want to say, this is why the quiz is good, because I would never have self-selected. Like, who knew I loved a hug so much? (laughs) And I appreciate this because between touch and words of affirmation, my job is pretty easy. I usually just spend one or two minutes a day giving Michelle a hug and telling her wonderful things about herself. And checkmark, love tank filled for the day. I'm really a cheap date. (laughs) So for touch, Gary Chapman breaks it down pretty well into two subsections, implicit and explicit touch. So an implicit touch is like a small gesture, like maybe a small hand on someone's back, a good job fist bump or something, things like that. And an explicit touch is more of like a hug, um, you know, something where you kind of wrap someone into whatever. I think this is important because obviously I think we're in a time where we know you should not be touching people without consent. And when it comes to touch as a love language, I appreciate something very different than the people I'm dating and my family versus my co-workers. I don't need unsolicited touching from the people that I work with. I mean, one of the challenges I feel with physical touch being my love language is I can't put it in my Bumble profile like you when you're like, I love gifts. If I put, <laughs> I love physical touch, people, <laughs> it just invites people. It sends the wrong message. Yeah, it's a, it's a door that I open that I don't like to open too early. <laughs> 
So Sammy, if somebody is like you and they're like, I'm not touchy-feely, how are ways that I can maybe practice and show physical touch? What would be some suggestions? Yes, Michelle, excellent question. And you are correct. Touch is my last love language. So I am a foreigner to this language, but it's easier than you guys think. Like you said, with the implicit touch. So sometimes if like me and Michelle are watching a movie together or talking, I'll put a hand on her back or kind of hug her with my arm. Other things you can do like more explicit touch is like a back massage or a head massage or even just like a long hug. Those are all things I love. One thing too that Gary Chapman emphasizes in the book is that with all love languages, but particularly with touch, what people like is very specific to them. So what maybe I think is like a comfortable touch or hand on my shoulder or whatever it is, maybe another person might not be comfortable with that. So it's really, really important to communicate with those people so you know what it is that they like. And if they like a massage from you, then maybe you can invest in a massage class or massage oils. I took a massage class when I was in college for my gym class and now I give bomb massages do I go give back rubs to everybody no (laughs) (laughs) don't be the back rub person do not be that person in the office on every level it's really important to make sure the person that you're with feels comfortable based on whatever it is that you're doing and the best way to do that is to have a conversation about it Another thing about people who like touch, they really like to be the little spoon. And I know everybody likes to be the little spoon, but just like sometimes you have to be the bigger person, sometimes you have to be the bigger spoon and you got to little spoon them up. Wow, Sam, way to be a spokesperson for the the secret little spoon lovers of the world. I try. I just want to say too, as a spokesperson for people who love physical touch, I know it's been hard for us during this pandemic. I lived alone, especially at the beginning. And so I feel you, but not literally, but I feel you. So moving on to our next love language, which is acts of service. Acts of service refers to doing something for your partner as a gesture of love towards them. For people who have the love language acts of service, they feel that you should not just say things with your words, but rather show them with your actions. Some examples would be washing the dishes or doing laundry. Getting their car detailed, oil changed, tires rotated. Making them a coffee in the morning time. Or even mowing the lawn or pulling the weeds. It could be teaching them something too, like teach them how to play tennis. So Sammy, for me one time, I was talking to this guy on Bumble and he started to say things like, oh, like if you came home, I would run a bath for you. I would do the dishes. And I was like, this is kind of weird. I don't really know you. But then I realized and I asked him, I said, oh, do you know the five love languages? And I had him take the quiz. And of course, acts of services was his mate love language. We were not a match. It's not mine. And that was a little bit too much for me but it was helpful to see that that's just how he viewed showing his love. Yeah, Michelle, that's funny. And it's really good to know if your partner shows their love through acts of service because oftentimes we might think, oh, my partner's not talking to me or my partner's not really demonstrating their love in a way that I can see. But then they may actually feel that the things that they do, like tidying around the house or you know anything that they do for you is actually their way of showing love and vice versa. If their love language is acts of service and you're complimenting them and buying them gifts, and touching them, they may see that all as superficial if you're not doing things to demonstrate your love to them. That's a great point, Sammy. And on the flip side, maybe your partner's love language is definitely not acts of service. And then you're doing something for them and they don't really appreciate it. 
same Edo, this is true for you. Yeah, for me, acts of service is not my love language. And if people are doing things, especially around the house, as a form of showing love to me, I understand their intention. But in my head, I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna have to redo all this. She's a bit of a control freak. Yeah, if they're a control freak, they might not appreciate acts of service. <laughs> <laughs> and now, onward to our final love language. Quality time. Quality time. So overall, quality time means spending time with someone, but it can be broken up even more specifically than that. Gary Chapman likes to say that there's different dialects of quality time. And I'd say one of the first ones is people who really like quality time meaning they want to be with their partner, they want their partner to not be focused on anything else, you know, put the phone away and be able to have a really meaningful conversation or do something really important together. Agreed, Sammy. So the quality and quality time usually involves active listening, hearing the person out, not interrupting them. Or Gary Chapman even says that it could be that maybe someone who enjoys having quality time wants you to speak more. Maybe they want to know about your day or they find that you're maybe not talking that much. And so it might be something that they want to communicate with you and they want to hear more about what's going on in your life. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, Michelle. And then there's other people for whom quality time represents spending time with each other, but it doesn't have to necessarily be so actively with each other. For example, one of my coworkers was telling me about how she goes on trips with her boyfriend where he wants to go mountain biking. And while he mountain bikes, she hikes, but he really appreciates that they're both together and they're having that time of companionship, even though they're not doing the same thing at the same time. Yes, it's defined as like a quality activity together. Maybe you're playing tennis together and spending time together or doing an activity but it doesn't necessarily have to be the staring into somebody's eyes and listening to all the amazing things that they have to say. I say as I stare into Sammy's eyes. Yes, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michelle. Now, as far as strategies for people who have quality time as their primary love language, one big important thing is just making sure you put the phone away. Put the phone away. Regardless of what type of quality time dialect they're speaking, they will probably appreciate you not being on your phone the whole time that you're with them. A lot of times too, that goes for multitasking in general. I know if I'm on the phone with somebody, you know, I'm trying to connect with somebody and they're clearly doing something else as well. Maybe they can do both of those things, but I personally feel unloved in that moment because I want to know that they're paying attention to me. Yeah, for the people who value quality time where it's more about quality rather than the quantity, a big thing might be doing things like questionnaires or there those types of card games where you get to know the other person better just things where you're learning more about your partner and just spending time with them listening talking having a deep conversation yeah if you find that you're struggling maybe both of you are trying to learn to actively listen to each other or maybe you're more shy and you want to find ways to open up i think yeah like those like 36 questions to fall in love mm -hmm. the gottman institute has a card deck and an app different things that will give you question prompts so that you can engage better with each other with quality time same with all of the love languages it's important once again to communicate with your partner and know what it is that they specifically enjoy Okay, so Sammy and I thought it would be fun if we pull five, one of the five love languages out of a hat and we have to come up with on the spot something someone has done for us with that specific love language that we enjoyed. Ooh, I love it, Michelle. A love language lightning round. Okay, so I've written each of the five love languages on one of these little papers. So Sammy, you want to pick first? Ooh, they're pink just in time for Valentine's Day. Okay, first one. 
quality time. Okay, the first one that came to mind was a date planned by my ex, which was, it was like a cooking class and it was just really enjoyable. We got to spend time together. We got to learn how to cook together. It was just overall a great time. Loved it. What'd you guys make? Lamb chops. This salad that was a bit sweet. And (laughs) (laughs) some other things. I don't remember everything. (laughs) Fancy. Okay. Now I will pick one. Ooh, acts of service. Ooh, Michelle, our least favorite one. What is it? <laughs> one thing I will say in hindsight, I had an ex-boyfriend when I was learning how to ride a bike, woke up at 6 a.m. and rode the bike with me to the train station so I could go to work. And I just remember crying at the top of a large hill and riding a bike in a city. Like I was a little bit scared of it. I think before I had the language to talk about love languages, I maybe appreciated it. But now in hindsight, I'm like, that was a very caring thing that somebody did. Yeah, I remember that. And to be clear, this is in San Francisco. Those hills are big. That's a scary thing. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, my turn. Oh, physical touch. (laughs) (laughs) My least favorite. (laughs) Okay, lightning round. Ah. Oh, Okay, this might be a weird one, but um, <laughs> I remember one time I had met my partner's mom and she gave me like a 10 second hug, which is not within like something I normally do, but I really appreciated it. I felt very welcomed and I liked that a lot. That's cute. Okay. Two left. Ooh, my Oh, you got gives. gifts. That's so funny. We got <laughs> each other's least favorite one. Gifts. Wow, you really can tell what you value when you have to think of something on the spot. Um, gifts, 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 gifts. Actually, this is like kind of random, but we had a friend a couple of years ago when we moved into our new apartment. She had sent a like housewarming gift. It was like a little cheese board oh, and yeah. it had our names etched on it. And it was just like so sweet, so thoughtful. And I, I really appreciate it. Wait, did it. it really have our names on it? I think so. I missed that prior, but I do remember the gift. It was so sweet. Okay, last one. And I really should know what it is but i haven't been paying that much attention so let's see what it is oh words Words of affirmation affirmation. although you know the first one that came to my mind is my mom i mean our mom always gives words of affirmation but i just remember i was it was after my holy communion i had to do like a little speech it was just like everybody was doing like a little beach part of the like prayers and she's just like so proud of me afterwards and i really remember that and i just thought you know i did a really great job wow holy communion's in great school (laughs) so (laughs) that's probably like 20 years ago at this point so that's clearly it does mean something yeah i love that yeah i mean a really interesting thing i've noticed about the five love languages is you know we think about trying to show our love to people but it also makes us better at recognizing how people demonstrate their love to us which i notice is like a huge gratitude exercise like you just appreciate all these different ways Ways that people want to show you that they care. So those are all the five love languages. Words of affirmations, gifts, touch, acts of service, and quality time. Our goal is to be able to cover something interesting and give new suggestions for identifying and expressing love languages. As Gary Chapman says, if your love tank is full or if your partner's love tank is full, you will have happier, more meaningful relationship. And you'll be able to put your time into the things that really show the people around you that you care. Yeah, I love that, Michelle. And if you guys have any interesting stories around your experiences with the five love languages, or you find out what yours are, please email us at statuspostadulting at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at statuspostadulting. And as you know, 
Both Sammy and I have our love language as words of affirmation. So feel free to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much to everyone that has already. Thank you for the emails that we've gotten, the positive feedback, the topics. Like we're reading everything you guys are giving to us and we Mm -hmm. really, really so truly appreciate it. Yeah, like Michelle said, we've been overwhelmed by all the positive feedback. It's really inspiring and just really awesome to know that that many people are listening to us and supporting us and it makes it that much more fun to put content together each week. So thank you guys so much. We really hope you enjoyed today's episode on the five love languages and we hope to see you next time as we put down the rule book and rethink the status quo.